Does your relationship with a teen seem hopeless? Teens of today face so many heavy issues, from bullying to pregnancy. They want someone to turn to, but they aren't sure where to start. We've got some answers. This is Tools for Teen Transformation with Lily Williams. We can provide tools to help teens and their parents see things a bit differently and open up the lines of discussion. Now, here's Coach Lily. Hello, good morning, and welcome to Tools for Teen Transformation Radio. I'm your host, Coach Lily Williams. I am a John Mightswell Certified Life Coach, Consultant, Speaker, and Trainer. I am owner and CEO of Perfecting Destiny Coaching Services. We help teens to become productive citizens and live their best lives by helping them to fall in love with themselves and to get rid of their limiting behavior, thoughts, and ideas that does not add value to them. We can change teen behavior by changing what and how teens think. Our topic for today is police yourself. And we're talking to teens today about policing yourselves and what we're trying to do is to have positive experiences when we're dealing with law enforcement. We're trying to have positive experiences so that everybody can leave safely. Now, uh, our guest today is going to be Chief James, Chief Alonzo James, and he is going to uh, introduce himself to you and we're Come right back after his introduction and get right into our show for today. Glad to have you with us. Good morning. How are you? Good, good, good. Good, good. So um, you you said it. Uh, my name is Alonzo James, Chief of Police for the city of Kinston in North Carolina, a beautiful city with beautiful people. Okay. Uh, and now Chief James has had a wealth of experience with law enforcement. I think, Chief, you've been working in law enforcement a great number of years now, haven't you? Yes, uh, 24 years. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you didn't start out as chief. I'm sure you've been on the roads, uh, on the highways, in the trenches, and you've had lots of experience with our teens uh, during your tenure. I'm sure that you have. Absolutely. Um, and, and I can tell you just going into this profession, um, it, it actually made me think about growing up as a, as a teenager and my friends and how we view the police, what we thought about the police. And so every interaction I, I try, I strive and to make it a positive interaction. So, um, so our young people can have someone to, to look up to and, and really, be inspired by not just uh, my position as chief, but as a police officer. I I grew up in a family with three uncles and six cousins in law enforcement, and my uncle was uh, one of the first, if not the first, African-American detective for the Raleigh Police Department, and I know what it felt like to, to, to see him in that uniform, to see him in the shirt and tie when he was a detective, and he inspired me in ways that um, he could never have imagined. That is wonderful. And and that's what we're hoping uh, when you said the word inspire. I'm hoping that this show uh, this morning with you and I, Chief James, is going to inspire our teens. Now, uh, we named the show 
police yourself. And one of the reasons we named the show Police Yourself is because as a life coach, you know, my job is to help you to get from one place to another. My job is to help you to think differently. My job is to help you to make better choices. So what I have said to teens, uh, Chief James, I said to them, I said, police yourself. And uh, when I say this to them, you know, you kind of like get a strange look. But when I say the definition of the word police is defined as a civil force or a national or local government responsible for the prevention and detection of crime and the maintenance of public order. That's what I talked to them about. I said, you know, you try not to get yourself in a position where you have to have a police. Wouldn't you kind of give them that same advice, Chief? Absolutely. Um, you know, as you said, you know, we want our young people to make good decisions. We want them to develop themselves. We want them to become good leaders. And um, and then we we want them to to embrace the, the concept of uh, team building and teach them about problem solving and conflict resolution and and make them be a part of something big. And I, another thing I promote is volunteerism because when we're helping others, we, we tend to forget about our own problems. Since it's the holiday time, I'll share with you one of my favorite movies, Christmas movies, is The Kid with the Break, Broken Halo. And it was starring Gary Coleman, and he was a guardian angel. And basically there were three families with all these problems, and his job was to, to help them come to resolution. And that resolution came when they started helping each other out. And I think it's just a good thing, not just for the holiday, but in life in general, when you're helping other people, you tend to forget about your own problems. And it, and it also builds uh, that characteristic that's found in, in great leaders. It is, it is. And volunteerism is so helpful and so needed and it's so rewarding. And now, Chief James, when I when I uh, mentioned that to uh, them about policing themselves, too, you know what I saw? Uh, I had an opportunity to look at a video and uh, the video was named Flex Your Rights. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was about a 38 minute video uh, and Billy Murphy was the person doing it. And he's been a criminal defense attorney and he's been a judge. But you know what he said? And I thought it was so appropriate for us to bring that to this teenage generation. Uh, it was a whole film. And one of the things he said, you know how you have that five step, 10 steps that you should follow and all of that. The first thing he said to teenagers and anybody, he said, always be calm and cool when you're dealing with the police. And that's one thing that I have taught uh, all the teenagers as, as a life coach is to be calm and cool and to, you know, do what they ask you to do. Now, you and I talked about that at length and you were giving me some information that I think this radio audience need to know today too about uh, whenever you are have an inner, 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 inner action with uh, the police. Absolutely. And so I will tell you part of my job, um, we do have body cameras and body worn cameras in the city of Kinston. 
our police officers, anytime they're engaging a physical confrontation or making an arrest that requires physical force, that, that is recorded. And my job, I'm the final stop um, after it goes through their immediate supervisor, their major, and then to me, I'm watching these videos. And nine times out of ten, I'm watching, and it's mainly our young people, um, the, the force is is used because they were uh, irate or um, refusing to cooperate um, mm -hmm. and, and very agitated. And so in our training, we, we go through, and depending on what, what academy you go through, but anywhere from um, 14 to 16 weeks of training. And one of the things they, they constantly teach you is to control or suppress a situation as a police officer. So when we're going to these incidents and the person is already irate or belligerent or hostile, um, you're making that officer work harder to try to, to, to calm the situation, to try to bring resolution to the situation, or to, in some cases trying to control the situation. So um, we we tell our young people, we tell our citizens, you know, we want them to go to go home safely, and we want to go home safely to our families as well. So, being calm is is definitely crucial when you're encountering um, not just law enforcement, but anyone. You're right. You're right. You're right, Chief James. Being calm and cool. Now, when I looked at the video, and the video was giving examples. Uh, at first when it stopped, and this was a guy coming in from college, and uh, when the video showed how irate he was, he was all, when the police stopped him and pulled him over, you know, he had an attitude. And we don't want our teenagers to have to deal with law enforcement. Check your attitude. You know, I'm telling you as a parent, as a mother, as a citizen, uh, check your attitudes. You do what you're asked to do uh, and, and get it over with. Now, because what happens is when he showed the second scene and, and his response was different, uh, the college student's response was different, then the police's response was different. And we know that that's pretty much how it happens. Uh, one a response was, was set tone for the other response, don't you think? I, I do, and I know you're you're going to have many um, listeners who 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 will say, as long as I'm not violating the law, I can be irate, I can be a jerk if I want to. Um, and yeah, you're correct. That's your right. You can, you know, give us a hard time or make it difficult. But at the end, what 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 will you get out of that? Um, and I will argue that if you cooperate um, and and listen to the officer, then usually you'll have a, <clears throat> the encounter will be a lot more pleasant, and that officer is not going to be suspicious, wondering what's going on, what are you trying to hide, why are you irate? So um, what you can do and what you should do are totally different sometimes. And when I was looking at the video, uh, Chief James, let me tell you what, I gleaned from that video, uh, you do have rights, but there is also a way teens to exercise that right. Now, the yes. film showed, the video said that, uh, and it showed and it had them to repeat, uh, I don't consent to searches. 
And if you don't want to be searched, you don't, you know, say, well, you're not going to search my car, this, this, this and that and all those kinds of things. What the video showed was the correct way to handle it. And there are things that you can say. And uh, and it's totally legal and it's within your right to say it. So what I would advise teens to do again, let me say while I'm working with you, this was uh, I think it was like 10 rules for dealing with the police. And it's a video DVD and you can find it flexyourrights.org. And it's a gentleman, again, a defense attorney, Billy Murphy. So and he talked also about, uh, you know, when you're getting detained, if you don't think it's legal, if you don't think uh, there is no probable cause yourself and sometimes you can't determine that you have to ask. Are you detaining me or am I free to go? Isn't that a whole lot different and a whole lot? Well, it's legal, but doesn't the tone of that says to the officer that, you know, your rights, you're exercising your rights. And I think that that interaction is going to be much less traumatic than it would if you were trying to say something else. You think so, Chief James? I, I absolutely do. You have a, you, like, as you said, you're afforded certain rights by our Constitution. Um, but also, too, I think um, we, we had talked about it a, a while back. And there's a thing called probable cause, which gives us the authority to, to place you on under arrest. But sometimes um, I, I think we have to differ, differentiate between probable cause and reasonable suspicion, which both re require some form of detention. So I may not have enough evidence to physically arrest you at that time, but while I'm investigating an incident, I can detain you. So the way you worded that was perfectly because you're asking um Am I free to go? You're asking that officer. And so the officer says, no, I would advise that you, you know, cooperate because that that means um, he or she, they're exercising their authority to detain you for either a brief period of time or possibly longer, depending on what the circumstances on, uh, reveal. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I, I, I can certainly see that uh, and I can see it on both ends. What we're trying to do this morning, we just want to make sure that our teens are are armed with what legally they can and can't do and that they know. And what we want to do, uh, Chief James, we want them to have this information like before they are encountering these situations, don't we? Yes, absolutely. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is, I, I would definitely say that. And that information not only um, can result into a positive encounter, but it, it also can ensure that all of us go home safely. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And one other uh, sentence I thought uh, on, on that 10 ways to deal with the police, he was saying that, you know, sometimes if you don't think uh, that you're getting treated fairly. We'll talk about that in our next segment. But he said one uh, sentence you can use is, uh, teens, you can say, I'm going to remain silent. I'd like to see a lawyer. And that means that you have not, you know, used, said things that can be used against you. And uh, Chief James, you know, like I know, our teens always want to have the last word. 
Our teams always want to say something. So uh, we're, we're getting ready to go to our break in about two minutes. Can you tell them the same thing that Coach Lila says all the time? Just be quiet. What? That's my coach term. What do you say in your professional police terms, Coach James? Well, I would say um, definitely listen very carefully um, as to what the officer is asking or instructing you to do because um, noncompliance in some cases can lead to an arrest. Uh, there, there, There's a, a statute in North Carolina, resist, resist, delay, and obstruct. And so um, by you um, interfering with an investigation or not cooperating, you could be charged with uh, delay and obstruction of justice. So I uh, listen very carefully and comply. Um, and as you said earlier, you do, you have a right to remain silent. Um, that it, Those are your Miranda's, Miranda rights. So if you feel like uh, there's something that could incriminate you, you, you have that right. We force you to talk. But understand that Based on the circumstances, we can arrest you without without um, questioning you and without you answering questions. Um, oftentimes, I have people call me and they say, hey, I was arrested, and they didn't read um, me my Miranda rights. That's, mm-hmm. Well, that's on television. Um, we don't have to read you your rights unless you're arrested and we're interviewing you. So we can have probable cause and arrest you without asking you one question. Okay, I, I appreciate that, Chief James. And for our radio audience, we are certainly glad that you're with us. This is Tools for Teen Transformation Radio. I'm your host, Lily Williams. Our special guest today is Chief Alonzo James. And we're going to come right back with you. And we're going to give you some strategies, teens, on how to build your relationships with our police. Come back. Come back, parents. Come back, citizens. Come back, everybody that we want to get our information out to the teens. This has been Tools for Teen Transformation Radio. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. All over the country... We're seeking ways to stop just one more teen school shooting, to stop just one more teen suicide, just one more teen pregnancy, and just one more teen drug and alcohol addiction. Policies, rules, and regulations will not change teen behavior. The one known research-based strategy to change teen behavior is to change what and how teens think. As a result of using the concepts, ideas, and strategies outlined in Tools for Teen Transformation, teens have fallen in love with themselves, raised their self-esteem, made better choices, and changed their behaviors. They are living productive lives. Look for the book Tools for Teen Transformation coming soon and to be announced first at Coach Lily's website, perfectingdestiny.com. You may also visit her website if you'd like to support the cause of empowering youth, teens, and young adults to love themselves and add value to their lives and everyone around them. That's PerfectingDestiny.com. And be sure to look for Coach Lily's upcoming book. 
Are you a game changer in disguise? Are you tired of waking up every day saying, they soar like eagles and I'm stuck in the nest? Well, wonder no more. It's time to soar. Of the world's millionaires, billionaires, and game changers, almost all started with at least one unique idea. Join Crystal for a controversial look at triumphs, tragedies, tools, and secrets for living a fun, financially free life with their successful guests. Listen to Soaring with Eagles. Tuesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. And get ready to soar. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Tools for Teen Transformation with Lily Williams. Reach out to Coach Lily via email at perfectingdestinylifecoach at gmail.com. That's perfectingdestinylifecoach at gmail.com. Now, back to Tools for Teen Transformation. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming back with us for Tools for Teen Transformation Radio. We're back. I'm your host, Lily Williams, and my special guest is Chief Alonzo James, the Chief Police. Um, and our topic this morning is uh, how to deal with police. Our, we're talking about uh, building relationships with the police and law enforcement. Um, Chief James, I had one question that I know students might have too. Is there a difference between our police department and our sheriff department? We've got all kinds of law enforcement, but I think we're talking pretty much that our teams usually deal with like uh, the police stopping and traffic and those kinds of things. Will you let our radio audience know just a little bit about the difference between the police and the sheriff or can both of them do the same thing? Um, the the short answer is yes, both can in most cases do the same thing, as, especially on the sheriff's side. So the sheriff is usually the county. Um, they, the sheriff is an elected official who has the authority to enforce laws in the county. Uh, the police is usually a city or a town um, law enforcement officer. The sheriff also has the authority to enforce um, civil uh civil actions too that are rendered by a judge so they can assist in evictions where the police we cannot um, get anywhere near a civil um, civil dispute or uh, civil action that's rendered by a judge okay okay well because we're talking about our teens this morning and because we want to get them in a better place there are some things I'm sure in every city that targets the teen population and how that they can build relationships uh, with their teens and the citizens. Uh, yeah. and, and and I am really pleased and surprised in our city here in Kinston and North Carolina, uh, uh, Chief James, that we have a lot of community engagement activities. Uh, can you kind of like talk with us about some of them? Absolutely. So um, in Kingston, we have the Police Explorers Program, 
and it's really designed for it, it, they fall under the Boy Scouts of America and it's designed to prepare young people who may have an interest in law enforcement uh, we we our target group are usually, again, people who have an interest in law enforcement, but also, and I, I don't like using the word at risk, but uh, kids of opportunity, um, kids who um, really need that mentorship. And it's a wonderful program. We we go over traffic stops with them. We show how we make a, an arrest. We go over constitutional law. We do films on um uh, drug prevention, drug awareness, and uh, they also assist us at, at ceremonies and special events. It's a wonderful program. On paper, I think right now we have about 20 to 25 uh, people, uh, young people who are signed up as police explorers, and we hope to expand that. We we have a community uh, relations coordinator and a police recruiter, and they have been attending the high schools in Lenore County trying to uh, recruit additional members. We also are working on a youth advisory board, and one of the things that uh, I implemented when I came to Kinston two years ago was a community relations group or team, and it was a vi- it's a very diverse group of individuals from different walks of life in the city of Kinston, and they are really a, a, a sounding board for me. They give me advice on how to interact with the, the public. Uh, our last two National Night Out events, they it was actually their their ideas, they their brainchild, not mine, on the location and the theme. And so um, I found this to be a very fruitful group, and I want to do something very similar with our young people. So we we want to do a youth advisory board where mm-hmm. if there are any encounters with law enforcement that may be questionable, they can use that to ask questions, get clarity, and also give me ideas on how to connect with our young people. I've been at a number of meetings, and oftentimes I'm asked, you know, how do I feel about my relationship with the community and uh, the police department? And I think we have a wonderful relationship. But I had mm-hmm. to think about it a little longer and say, well, as far as adults, I do. But I really want us to enhance that relationship with our young people. We also um, uh, applied for a grant and with the state. And we were awarded a grant this year. And... Uh, is actually to enhance our relationship with young people and to reduce those disparate uh, impacts with our minority community. And so we have a for-profit organization called UN50, and they're partnering with us. And what they're going to do, they're going to the schools. And and it's kind of like you're doing right now, is they're going to have Know Your Rights sessions. Mm-hmm. And they're going to ask the young people how they feel about the police, um, if they have any questions. And, again, they're going to push that theme of comply and complain. If there's a bad encounter, uh, you feel like you were mistreated or your rights were violated, fine, comply with that officer and complain later. And we're going to have sessions like this all around the city, starting with the school in the schools, 
We also um, have pizza and police, and that's another event that we we use to really target our young people. We we have partnered with Pizza Hut here in Kinston, and we provide free pizza and soda mm-hmm. for kids to come in. We sit down. Breaking bread is, a, you know, you look in the Bible, there's something about breaking bread and having conversations. Mm-hmm. So we know that that's a powerful tool to connect with our young people. Uh, we also read to the, the kids at the elementary schools here in uh, Kinston. And we, we've um, implemented a program last year at Kinston High high school called EKG, Educating Kids on Guns, and it's a great program. Basically, it, it goes to back, it goes back to what I talked about earlier, problem-solving, conflict resolution. There is a, a video about a young person who ends up joining the gang and making bad decisions, and throughout the video, our trained instructors will um, – talk about the decisions that are made and, and really engage the class so they can really think aloud about um, making good decisions and and really trying to avoid those those negative consequences. Um, right. um, long-term goal, I would like to see us have something like a youth watch, what would be like a neighborhood watch, but our young people policing um, each other. And so... Mm-hmm. Those are just right now. Those are the things that we're working on, but there's always room for improvement. Well, I can appreciate that, Chief James. And it looks like we're doing uh, an awful lot to target our youth population here in our city. And I really appreciate you using the term uh, kids of opportunity, kids of opportunity, every team and every uh, even adults would need these kinds of experiences. Now, when you do the Youth Explorers, you said it was something like the Boy Scouts, or and you said that it was uh, sort of like people that were interested in law enforcement. Isn't it a wonderful opportunity that you can start targeting kids at that age? Oh, absolutely. That would be interested. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I didn't say the ages are from 14 to 21 years old. So, yes, you're you're absolutely correct. Wow. And then when we do the Youth Advisory Committee, who knows what teens need better than teens? So, yeah, so they know that we're listening to them. Uh, We're certainly uh, taking in their ideas. And you uh, mentioned uh, just a few minutes ago. And I think that's some sometimes that's how we judge whether our programs are effective or not as to what kind of response we're getting. And you did say to me, you know, when we do the uh, Youth Advisory Committee, you said you allow them to make the decisions on where we need to go. Uh, You give them the agenda. You let them say what needs to happen. And that is absolutely wonderful. Chief James, we applaud you. We applaud you and uh, your staff, your team. Uh, And we do hope that that Youth Advisory Committee will be a plus to you. Uh, and our city, and our youth. And when you mention uh, coffee with the police, sweet tea with the police, when when you're having your next one, be sure that I know when you're having pizza and cookies so that I can get out and and look. And Coach Lilly is certainly not a team, but Coach Lilly would be right there. I'll be there for support. Uh, and I'll be there to get some. Look, I'll be there to get some cookies and some pizza and some sweet tea. <laughs> How about that? 
But uh, and I'm gonna ask. Thank you. I'm gonna ask you the question. How do you know? How do you know that it's being affected? There are other ways. You told me that you know that all of the activities that the community does, it's it's effective. And you told me some other ways that you judge. Can you let our audience know? Well, I'll I'll say that um, crime prevention is one of those intangible things. You can't physically grab it and say, hey, this is what we prevented. But those relationships are a little different. And um, as I I said to you a while back, um, our officers may go out on a call or go to a home and they'll they'll see that young person that they encountered at uh, Pizza Hut or at the school. And they'll say, hey, I know you. You came to my school or you were at Pizza Hut and you. You know, we we ate pizza together. And so those are those positive interactions, those investments that will pay off years to come. Um, I may not even see all the fruits from from our officers' labor, but um, they're, they're just definitely ways to um, interact with mm-hmm. them, invest in them, and, and let them see that that positive uh, role model in police officers and, and just be an inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, a real quick story, um, when I was in the city of Durham as a police captain, I remember uh, there was a community, uh, they were complaining about crime, and rightfully so, and we put a lot of things in place to abate crime, and we did. Um, go to the next meeting and I'm thinking, hey, they're going to applaud us because we've done such a great job at reducing crime. But it was on the contrary. Uh, We go there and some of the citizens say, hey, we feel like we're being held hostage in our own community. We don't like what we're seeing from the police. And it hit me at that moment, you know, it's important to ask the people you're serving what they want. I took the the initiative to solve a problem without really, really understanding the problem and the people who were in need. And I I want us to do the same approach here in Kingston with the citizens and with our young people. Um, We can't just solve their problem. We have to hear from them and know what they really want. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think Chief James, one, one uh, word you just mentioned is the relationship piece that's with everything uh, in our schools. When our teachers have relationships with our yeah. teenagers and our children, it, it, it's so much better. They learn, and uh, even in our churches, our communities, uh, all over, the relationship building is a viable piece of any kind of interactions you're going to get as to building positive interactions between people. Yeah. Now, when you when you and when you said uh, the relationship building piece, uh, that is what we really want from if if we can get our teens to build a positive relationship with law enforcement. You know what, Coach uh, Chief James? I think we'll have it made if we can get that yeah. positive relationship. Relationship is almost everything, and when yeah. they've got a good relationship. They're going to confide in the police. They will help the police and, and vice versa. So what we want to say to our teens uh, in radio land this morning is uh, whenever there's an opportunity to build a relationship or to have a positive interaction with our uh, police, please do so. Please do so. And, and right here, uh Chief James, I want to mention, you know, to our 
teams how valuable our police and law enforcement is to our survival. We could not survive if we did not have uh, police prevention, crime, this local government. We, we would not survive. Can you speak a minute to our teams about that? We got to have them. We have got to have. And I thank you so much for uh, what the police and law enforcement does to keep our homes, our communities, and to keep us safe. Can you talk a minute about that? Oh, yes. I'll just say that um, this is a very, very noble profession. And um, I've always held uh, this profession in high regard because the sacrifices that are uh, given, um, it's incomparable. So many people, they have no idea um, the sacrifices that our officers um, make every single day. And, and, it, and it also goes into the guardianship mindset, like you just said, um, as far as where would we be without law enforcement? So as, as guardians, we, we see that we're part of that community and we're, we're, we're taking a pledge to protect the community and the citizens. And so, um, when you look at it like that, you, you, you understand that this is a calling and that, um, Everyone's not meant to be the police, but those of us who are, we we take it seriously, and we have a lot to be proud of. Um, I have a lot to be proud of in the men and women in the Kenston Police Department because I I often tell them they make me look good. Uh, They are some of the most innovative, energetic, and um, just just hardworking people that I've ever worked with, and uh, I, I tap their brains for ideas. Um, I use them. They're my, my most valuable resource. And so without law, without law enforcement, who would enforce the laws? People wouldn't mm-hmm. feel safe. And we make people feel safe just by our presence alone. Um, and, mm-hmm. and when you look at it like that, you understand that uh, safety, you, you, you could possibly more than likely have total anarchy without law enforcement. You certainly would, Chief James. You certainly would. And when we come back in our last segment, we're going to talk some more about things that we put in place to help our teams get through. Uh, We appreciate all of our safety from our law enforcement. And we're going to return shortly with more on Tools for Teen Transformation Radio. I'm your host, Lily Williams. And my special guest is Chief Alonzo James. And we're talking about teens. Police yourself. We're giving you ideas, strategies, and mindsets. How to make better decisions and better choices when you're dealing with our law enforcement. Come back. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com All over the country, we're seeking ways to stop just one more teen school change. To stop just one more teen suicide. Just one more teen pregnancy. And just one more teen drug and alcohol addiction. Policies, rules, and regulations will not change teen behavior. 
The one known research-based strategy to change teen behavior is to change what and how teens think. As a result of using the concepts, ideas, and strategies outlined in Tools for Teen Transformation, teens have fallen in love with themselves, raised their self-esteem, made better choices, and changed their behaviors. They are living productive lives. Look for the book Tools for Teen Transformation coming soon and to be announced first at Coach Lily's website, perfectingdestiny.com. You may also visit her website if you'd like to support the cause of empowering youth, teens, and young adults to love themselves and add value to their lives and everyone around them. That's perfectingdestiny.com. And be sure to look for Coach Lily's upcoming book. If you've always wanted to take the lead in your life, but you don't believe you are a leader, then it's time to change that mindset. Leadership expert Linda Patton will help you discover the powerful leader that lives within and teach you the leadership skills that will transform your business and your life. Stepping into your leadership brings reality to your vision, and leadership can be learned. Find out more on Leadership Stars every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to Tools for Teen Transformation with Lily Williams. Reach out to Coach Lily via email at perfectingdestinylifecoach at gmail.com. That's perfectingdestinylifecoach at gmail.com. Now, back to Tools for Teen Transformation. Hello and welcome back to Tools for Teen Transformation Radio. We are back. I'm Lily Williams, your host, and my guest today is Chief Alonzo James. And we are talking to our teens today. Our topic is police yourself. And we're talking about how to uh, come up with strategies and ideas and mindsets and thought processes on how to interact with our law enforcement better, how to build relationships with our law enforcement. And I am so pleased to have uh, Chief James with us uh, this morning. Chief James, you have offered us a lot of information. We appreciate you being with us. Now, there are there are some people, you're more, more than welcome, there are some people that say, uh, you know, the more we do, the more we're expected to do. You know that just like I do as a coach and as an educator. Uh, now, when we're talking about uh, teaching teens to know their rights and teaching teens on how to behave with uh, an interaction with the police and teaching teens on the civil rights and civic duties, uh, sometimes uh, everything get pushed to a school system and they say, well, maybe the schools need uh, to teach these concepts. What do you think about that? You think that's one good idea, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. I I think it it would be a, an obvious idea. Um, but at the same time, I know that we do put a lot on the school systems and there's only so much time to, to put things in the curriculum. But I also think that uh, there should be parenting classes. I think it starts at home. I think that many of our, our parents uh, should also be educators and should push that to, to our children. 
Um, and and the police, we we definitely hold some responsibility in this matter as well. And as I was saying earlier in your show, we talked about um, the the UN five O partnership uh, and the grant that we were afforded. And so we we intend to have a number of know your rights sessions with our young people. We're we're actually hoping that we could. We hit numbers as high as 11 or 12 of those in a year. So uh, we're, we're going to try our, our best to, to aim and accomplish that goal. But, yes, absolutely. I think we all we all uh, share responsibility in this. You're right. You're right. And you mentioned, uh, Chief, that we need parenting classes. Uh, and sometimes parents say, well, I just don't have time to do this or that. Now, I know if we're going to do 11 or 12 Know Your Rights sessions and we're going to do it for the community, uh, some of those times uh, parents would need to just press their way to get there. Uh, we know that parents are the biggest influence or adults that live in, in teens' lives. Uh, yeah. Now, and you said this morning, knowledge is powerful. And the, when we know better, we can do better. And that's that's our goal for our teen population is to give them information. And a lot of times when we give them information, they're able to make better decisions. They're they're able to better have better ideas and better mindsets about the police. Sometimes they don't know. And uh, Chief James, I know that you and I don't have time this morning, but there are so many things that we've been told that is just not true. Uh, when dealing with police and uh, when you're in a session like knowing your rights and the parenting classes and the police talking to you and they give you that right information, then you're able to respond differently. Now, yeah. somebody says you don't have to get out of your car when they say get out. I mean, you, you can, you're just going to stay in. Uh, now, I do know, uh, Chief James, that sometimes you are if you're on a highway by yourself particularly our young females are you might not want to just stop anywhere talk to us about how to do that just right about how to get to safe places absolutely and you brought up a, a good point uh first i'll say you know the supreme court has made it clear that police have the right to have you stay in your car remain in your car or exit your vehicle for our safety so um please if you hear an officer tell, telling you or instructing you to get out your vehicle follow those instructions um going back to what i said about the body cam uh, i've seen that numerous times where the passenger is the one talking the driver into a charge because they're saying you don't have to get out your car uh secondly to your question if you're say it's late at night or whenever and you're driving um you see the lights behind you you believe it's a police officer you're not certain you can call 911 and 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 say listen i think a police officer just cut their lights on um i'm trying to make certain i'm pulling into a safe location if you would let them know uh, most of us are trained, and we do this as soon as we initiate those lights. We're calling in that that license tag, and so the 911 communication center that works with uh, law enforcement, they're putting that information in their system. So when you're calling as a citizen and saying, 
hey, I think I'm being pulled over by a police officer or um, someone just cut their lights on. I'm trying to make certain it's a, po- a police officer. <laughs> the 911 operator should be able, in most cases, to tell you, yes, that is a police officer. Uh, you need to pull over. And at that time, again, if it's late at night and you feel for your safety, you want to go into a, a well-lit area, tell that 911 operator, um, I'm driving to the closest convenience store. Can you just let the officer know I'm not refusing to stop? I'm just trying to find a safe location. And That's they great. can, in fact, communicate that to the police officer. That's great information. That's great information. Because you know and I know you just said uh, what we all know as parents, uh, that what our teenagers will do, particularly when there's more than one teen in the car, uh, that yeah. one will talk to the other. Uh, and what we need to do as teenagers, we need to help one another. We need to make sure that we're staying calm and being respectful so that we can de-escalate in a negative situation and turn it into a positive one. Now, yeah. a lot of times... Uh, Chief Jane, that just does not happen because of one variable or another. And our teens get into a position where they are not only detained, but they're charged. And a lot of other things go with that. Uh, Because we know that that is a reality, we're going to spend a couple of minutes this morning talking about uh, things like the youth council and our community law centers where they can get legal advice and uh, our youth councils. And we probably don't call them the same things in every city across the world, but there are places I'm sure that after teens are in this situation that they're going to need help guidance legally. Uh, can you talk with us about that some, Chief yes, James? Yes, absolutely. So in North Carolina, as it stands right now, um, which it is changing, at the age of 16, you're considered an adult when it comes to charges. Under the age of 16, so if you're 15 and under and you're charged, uh, that that petition, because we will have to take out what's called a juvenile petition on you if you're under 16, that petition will go to um Juvenile Justice, which is under the uh, North Carolina Department of Public Safety, and it's divided into counties, so it'll go to that county's uh, Juvenile Justice or Juvenile Court. They have, at that time, an, an intake court counselor who will review that that application or petition, and they are, for lack of better words, they're the, they're the gatekeepers, and they make a final decision whether they will move forward with charges or find some alternatives. Some alternatives may be counseling sessions, um, it may be classes, um, and it, it could be a number of things as opposed to charges as a juvenile. Now, the law has changed in North Carolina because we were the last state in the country to recognize uh, individuals at the age of 16 as an adult. That has changed now to the age of 18, and it will go into effect in late 2019. So right now we're still charging um, people 16 years old as adults. And twenty um, late 2019, it'll go to 18. So at that time, if you're 17 or under, we'll do a juvenile petition. 
It'll go to the court. They review it. If they at that time, they also assign you a a juvenile court counselor, and that counselor is attached to you. He or she will make certain that you're going to the classes you need to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, they will work closely with your family, find out what the parents' needs are, um, and do a number of things. I, I think I'm doing them a disservice because I know they wear many hats and do a great service for our, our young people. But um, the legist of it is that their their job is to make certain that they're giving the family in that juvenile all the resources needed to avoid additional charges and to really reroute that path if they're heading on headed down a path of um, committing criminal acts. Uh, Chief James, you know I am as happy as I can be. That that was uh, really a milestone that we can that that uh, law has changed uh, seventeen and under to still hold them as the juveniles. And a lot of times people might not understand that, but you have to realize that teens' thought processes uh, develop and mature as they age. Uh, And a lot of times decisions, the best decisions are made when you're at that age. I appreciate so much all the people that have worked to get that law uh, to the point that it is. Can't wait for 2019, early 20 for it to be effective uh, because we do everything in our power to not have teens charged, to not have those kinds of things uh, going with them before they even start out life. Now, there's something else. uh, um, Chief James, as somebody said, that they used to offer as an alternative. But when you and I spoke, you didn't seem to think that. Uh, that was very effective. Can you tell me why? Used to, we we had a program that we called Scared Straight, and we used to try to scare our teens into doing the right thing. Uh, And I'll talk about giving them information versus scaring them. Talk about that program. I think we used to call it Scared Straight here. Yeah, and um, I think they still... Um, have those programs here in the country at certain locations. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I'm not a an expert on this program. I, I'll just tell you just from everything that I've read as far as research um, and st- st- statistics, um, Scare Straight has not really been effective. They've, they've done studies, and the studies revealed that um, – the individuals who entered that program didn't turn out any better or any worse. And I just, I'm a proponent of mentorship. And um, uh, like I said, again, education is key. And so when you educate kids on uh, problem solving and just making good decisions and controlling anger, now there, there are studies that show that the more educated we are, the less likely we are to commit violent acts. And so, mm-hmm. In my opinion, my humble opinion, we should focus on education and mentorship when we have positive role models and people we look up to who are giving us sound advice versus um, taking someone to a jail and, and yelling at them and trying to and getting inmates to, you know, try to scare them. And um, most of the time, especially our young people today, they are 
they're very intelligent individuals and they know that there are certain limits to these programs. So they know that those individuals, um, whether it be the guards or the prisoners, can't really harm them, can't really put their hands on them. So they're not really afraid. Okay. So. Okay. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you so much for everything you've said. We are coming to a close. Our tools for Team Radio Transformation. I want to thank our guest, Alonzo James, and join us next week. I'm your host, Lily Williams, and there is always a more excellent way. Thank you for joining Coach Lilly and Tools for Teen Transformation. You'll want to be here for another show next Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, use some of what you've learned today to start a dialogue and be there for someone. It just might save a teen's life.